2: What's up, guys, and welcome back to Beyond
1: the Void
0: Horror Podcast. Sorry, I was trying to swallow before you got to me.
2: <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs>
0: Jesus! He's Whoa. too far away for that to occur right now.
2: <laughs> I might put that at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> That's, she saw a fucking good movie and she's all
0: excited. <laughs> I was making awkward eye contact with Mouse while I screamed it.
2: Right. So it's episode 108, and today we're going to be talking about the brand new movie that just came out this past week, and that is Mandy.
0: Bum, bum, bum. By
2: Panos, and I've been saying his name wrong. I've been it's saying Cosmatos. Cosmatos. I
0: know, I thought they were saying <laughs> it wrong.
2: Cosmatos. So, yeah, for those of you out there who are, are wondering, uh, Brittany's taking pictures and confusing the shit out <laughs> of <laughs> But uh, yeah, we went to go to the theater literally just moments ago and just returned uh, after a few cigarettes and we're ready to go. So I hope you guys are ready. We also have a special guest here with us. And that is, of course, Mouse. Hello. Which is Britney's better half. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But uh, he is indeed. But yeah. So we're going to be talking about that today. So but how have you guys been doing? Great. Yeah. Yeah. Well now,
0: yeah, I'm great now.
2: <laughs> we were all so tired before we went to see the movie too. Like,
0: you know, cue like thirty minutes from now, and we will be like,
1: "I'm still tired."
0: Well, yeah, <laughs> well, you've been up since three in the morning.
2: Nah, yeah, that's nothing. I'm just kidding. I've been up since like eleven, so <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'm still tired. But um, but yeah. So you haven't been doing anything new. Is your mom still here? Yes, she is. Okay.
0: Yeah, for like another week, I think.
2: Nice. Uh, we, we prepared a little bit this week by watching Beyond the Black Rainbow to give some sort of comparisons to uh, the new movie that Panos Cosmatos actually did. So with Nicolas Cage and quite a few others. But I think it might be that time.
1: Whore <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right, guys, so we came back with a good shot. Actually, we didn't know what we were going to do at first because, uh, you know, we never really think of these things till the day of unless we're like really good. Um, but we uh, actually went when we went to the Alamo Draft House to watch the movie. We actually saw that they had these like inspired specials. As some of you may know, they actually have. You know, drinks that you can get, food that you can get. So they had, like, two themed things. One of them was cheddar goblin macaroni and cheese. And I was like, what the fuck is that all about? And then it
0: all made sense. And then it all (laughs) made
2: sense when we saw the movie. But one of the drinks they had was called the Uncaged for Nick Cage, of course. And that one is Jägermeister, tequila blanco, Irish whiskey, sweet vermouth. And fireball.
0: That sounds disgusting. I know. Like and I'm a bad like bad choice.
2: I, I get why all the ingredients are in there, but Ew. holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> so we had to give it to Alamo Draft House for the horror shot this week. I'll probably put their little logo in it just to make sure that they get a little credit there. So yeah. we did not come up with this, but in the spirit of horror shots, go fuck yourself.
0: Eat a dick. Yeah.
2: Not not Alamo. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs>
0: Not you guys. <laughs>
2: I would try it. I mean, I, I don't know. There's a lot of ingredients. So, I mean, you got five different ingredients. So
0: And they're all like...
2: An Irish whiskey a lot. with vermouth and fireball. Jesus Christ. Anyway, <laughs> if you guys would love <laughs> to find out how to make an uncaged, the uncaged, all you have to do is go to longlidthevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shot section now. That's it for Horror Shots. All right, guys. So now we're going to go ahead and jump into the spoiler-free review of Mandy. And after that, we'll do our regular... We got some trivia and stuff that we got to see. And afterwards, we'll do our spoiler section for those of you who might have seen the movie. And we'll give you plenty of time to know when that takes off. So don't worry. But let's go ahead and jump into our flesh and potatoes right now. guys are back so i don't even know where to start like who the fuck who's gonna kick it off mouse mouse you want to kick it off
0: he's a visitor
2: why? <laughs> uh, why why Well, why don't why? you britney you've been bubbling oh yeah 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 before i forget though this movie is actually out on digital now so if you want to rent or buy it you can actually do so at any one of your digital stores but go ahead britney
0: Okay, so I actually... To me, this is in my top five of all-time favorite movies. Really? Hands down.
2: That's pretty, uh, pretty i w- I'm
0: obsessed with this movie completely. So, I, I don't know. This is my... Completely in my lanes, my wheelhouse is this type of film. Not necessarily like revenge films, because that's exactly what this is, but I feel like everything, it's this crazy fever dream of heavy metal and shenanigans, and there's like Hellraiser characters and violence and cool fucking weaponry. Astonishing fucking visuals, you guys. Like, I cannot even begin to explain. The fucking visuals like I want to be completely and fully immersed in a movie every single sense. I want just drowning. And it was.
2: And if you guys aren't sure what the story is about, just to give you kind of a heads up, Mandy is set in the primal wilderness of 1983, where Red Miller, <laughs> sorry, a broken and haunted man, hunts an unhinged religious sect who slaughtered the love of his life. So, spoiler alert, Jesus Christ, why don't you just tell us the whole fucking movie? Well, I mean,
0: they kind of essentially give that away in the preview. I didn't know that. In a way. I didn't know. I don't know. I knew where it was going.
2: But, but anyway, know. continue on with what you're saying. I just I feel like we got to precursor that a little bit.
0: Yeah. It's beautiful. It's really all I gotta say, is I was just completely, like, immersed yeah. in what was going on. And I felt like... And, we talked about this a little bit. I feel like the first hour of this movie is definitely meant to weed out the people who are not going to like it.
2: Well, and I also think it's also to appeal to people who like Beyond the Black Rainbow as well. For sure.
0: And But to me, I felt like it's completely necessary. Like the, I didn't feel like this movie was too long. Mm-hmm. I felt like it wasn't long enough, which is weird for me to say, because two-hour movies, usually I want to fucking shoot myself in the head. <laughs> um, but this was... I felt like this could even went longer. They as- accomplished this fantastic chemistry between Nicolas Cage and Mandy, or Red and Mandy, essentially. And so you completely understand, you know, his love for her and her love for him and their relationship and why it's important. They do a really good job of building up to the whole revenge plot, even though it is obvious from, you know, the previews for this movie that it's a, re- it's a revenge movie. It's That's exactly what right. it is. And, it, you know, to me, it plays out exactly like how I imagined it was going to play out. In a an odd order, kind of.
2: Yeah, it's a little. It's got a little bit of a, of a lot.
0: It's a little jubble, jumbly as far as like the order that I anticipated them to to do it. But at the same time, I didn't care because it was fucking rad.
2: It, it is a it is a roller coaster of different things going on there. I,
0: yeah, I I will say like the only thing that I was disappointed with was they didn't. I wanted them to give more time to the fucking hell bikers. Right. Oh my god, they were so cool, and I wanted the, the lighting black on them. Skulls. I wanted the lighting on them to be a little bit better. because no, I wanted. I, to, I loved. I loved that aesthetic. Like, don't get me yeah, wrong. Yeah, I think there's a reason why. But they did I wanted that. to see the fucking effects that they put on those characters because right. you could just tell. And I'm like, I want to fucking cosplay that. Yeah. Like so bad, and I can like the one character in particular. I feel like would be. It's not going to be easy to duplicate, but it's or replicate or whatever. But it. It'll be a fun challenge, but I can kind of see like the direction that they were heading in a little bit. I don't know. It was really cool. It was very Hellraiser esque. Very, it reminded me, we were talking to, uh, wait months ago of, uh, the, the plague from oh, Hobo, Hobo with the shotgun. shotgun. Yeah. And then, like, it, it's those kinds of elements. It was super fucking cool. And then discovering who they actually are and why they are the way that they are, right? Was a really cool, like, little plot twist in what, a way, too.
2: What so, about you, Mouse? How do you feel about this film?
0: I really liked
1: it.
2: Yeah, like how much? I mean, are you like are you like her? Where it's like way over the top for you? Like you're just like wow. Um, I
1: I'm I'm not sure. I have a ranking of movies. So I'm not sure where to put it, but I, I did really like it.
2: Yeah, would it be one of your top movies this year?
1: Oh yeah, definitely for this year at least.
2: Yeah. Do you think it was there was any boring parts or do you feel like it's like?
1: No, I liked all of it.
2: Really? Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm a big fan of it too. I mean, I I feel like. It's it's weird because I've been mentioned in the mom and dad thing, the movie with Nicolas Cage and like seeing this like is more in line with what I like. But also the goofiness is also kind of more in line with me, too. And mom and dad has that a little bit. Oh, I'm not saying they're, these are completely different movies. Oh, absolutely. By a, right. Like They're not anywhere so, like, close to each other. But I just keep tossing that around in my head. But guys, if you are a metal fan, I'm just going to tell you this right now. If you are an old school metal fan that grew up in the 80s. As a kid, or grew up later on to be a big metalhead, whatever. This is going to be literally heavy metal jumping off the page into a fucking movie. And anybody that's probably within the 40s range to 30s, I think is this a sweet spot? I think, but I don't think it's just for those people. But I yeah, think it's going to. I think it's going to no, of course. But you're closer to the 30 mark. Shut and-
0: up. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but i'm just saying like, like if you are a metal fan you're really gonna appreciate this because it is very fantasy oriented oh
0: and this
2: fucking- so many elements like how they hold things like even in the trailer i got that too where he's like crafting that mm-hmm. that fucking weird sword axe oh, it's thing so it's like i was like just like everything is like an aesthetic of those kind of like paintings that mm-hmm. you would see in like heavy metal or yeah
0: it's so 80s or like any cover. of your...
2: Yeah, like Dio and I shit like it so that.
0: <laughs> it's it's so perfect to me. And I'm not even a big fan of, like, 80s metal by any means. Right, like, well, But I love that aesthetic. Like, that whole... I don't... The whole look. And that's, like, one of my favorite South Park episodes is... When Kenny's writing the fucking, <laughs> what is it? Is it like a dragon or some shit with the chick with the big old titties? <laughs> like when they're, you know, they're shooting the cat pee in their face and getting high or whatever. Have you seen that episode? Yes, it's I know so good.
1: Well, they're they're
2: playing off of heavy metal. It's I know. It's cheesing. Yeah.
0: And I, it, it, cheesing. Yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah, it's the called cheesing, cheesing. Yeah. The cheesing. But I love, like, that whole, st- <laughs> like, and then heavy, like, that's what it is to me. I don't know. It, was it like is heavy metal. dope uh, ass movie and the fucking art in it too. Like the little art like the drawings and shit in there. Ugh.
2: If you're into fantasy metal like this those is, bands gonna and stuff, you're going to you're going to have an orgasm all over this fucking movie. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to appeal to those people more, but I still think with all the like this is a pretty pretty gory film, guys.
0: I didn't think it was. And and I thought gory enough. <laughs> to
2: be honest, like I thought Nicolas Cage was going to steal the show, but it turns out in my opinion that I feel like that Linus Roach
0: yeah
2: uh who plays this, like, guy named Jeremiah Sand in it uh that we'll get into in the spoiler section, really did a good job. Agreed. He was genuinely fucking creepy. This guy was in, like, Riddick. He was in Batman Begins. He's done quite a few things. He's a pretty talented actor, and man, there's a... <laughs> There's a scene we'll talk about in the spoiler section that Brittany missed out on, and something that she <laughs> always talks about in this in this fucking episode. So, so fucking
0: mad! <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm so pissed about it, you guys.
2: <laughs> do you guys? Do you guys like? Okay, so so to give you guys kind of an idea, also the movie starts off very typical, like your Beyond the Black Rainbow style, like really slow pacing, cameras, lights. Like, very aesthetic, like, there was a lot more talking in this than yeah. Beyond the Black Rainbow, for sure. Like, <laughs> literally within the first ten minutes might be more than anything that was said in Beyond the Black Rainbow, which is more just a like visual jerk-off it's, it's like, build, thing.
0: It's building the story. So and that's something that I really appreciate with his aesthetic and his direction, is he takes his time to build up his stories. He takes his time to build relationships with characters whether that comes across as too slow to people or not it doesn't he doesn't care like he wants his vision to come through and he wants everybody to kind of be able to understand it in a way What i felt like that was more relatable it was more relatable here than it was with beyond the black rainbow for sure i think because i still don't know what the fuck i saw like what the fuck i was watching in that movie i (laughs) kind
2: of do know what happened in the movie i mean i've i've there's a couple of things that i'm like i've gone back on
0: it and i'm like okay like i i get it sort of but like the general premise behind in that movie, I understand, but I don't know. I think he's one of those like directors that you can't you can't take anything or go too literal, right? With it, otherwise you're just not. It's not going to make any fucking sense to you. Like you just have to let go and he's more
2: about a vibe. open up your mind. He, yeah, I, he. This is a guy who is inspired. Like he said, like one of his top two movies that inspired him was like
0: Evil Dead Two,
2: Evil Dead Two, and then the other one was Last Sh- or no, not Last Shift after hours we just looked it up but yeah i don't i don't even know if i've i've seen it i think they even had a poster in the fucking hallway of the fucking
0: i think they did you know yeah. what i
2: mean in the fucking Alamo, but yeah, yeah. It, it's an interesting though to see like that he chose evil dead 2 um, because it's the camera work that he said that he was like, really, which r- I get, r- which totally makes sense. Would, would you watch these movies that he has because they're like perfectly set up?
0: Oh, I like, I'm, I was dying over it the entire time. I was literally just sitting in his chair. Just like, yeah, every shot is so fucking perfectly planned out. It's incredible. Like right. I, he, and he's basically working in a lot of these scenes. They're working in just darkness. And he's able to manipulate the lights in the camera in certain ways to where certain things are illuminated when they should be and it looks so fucking badass. And I don't know. I'm I'm a visual person, so I was just blown the fuck away. Yeah,
2: I think and by the way, guys, this is a gory film, so you're not gonna have to worry about that. Uh the characters, the creature type people, like Hellraiser like things, are pretty fucking cool. I was really into those, that the the individuality of each of those because I wasn't really sure if they were supernatural or not
0: at some points yeah. right like, i but thought it they was, were like hell demons <laughs>
2: it kind of it really rode the line and it was really fun i mean overall like britney said it is a revenge story so if you're into revenge stories with like an insane amount of atmosphere beautiful artistic direction of some sort you know what i mean yeah uh there is for some of you that don't like slow burns in the beginning it might be a little long for you and like she said it might weed you out a little bit but i think if you hang in there for at least to halfway through the movie it's a two-hour movie uh you're gonna be pleased because they kind of like change the tone all of a sudden they
0: really do it's like a switch
2: wasn't it it was like yeah i was like yeah. what the fuck
0: it was just i don't know like i feel like you could you could almost tune in 40 minutes ish into the movie and then just enjoy it from there but then you're not gonna get the full grasp of what's happening.
2: You know, like... Yeah, you gotta make the revenge feel... That first
0: half of the movie is so important. Like, (laughs) I get that to a lot of people it might be slow. Right. And it might take a while to get there, but to me I felt like it was so necessary to the story. So you really, like, resonate with Red. And you understand his viewpoint and you understand where he's at. Like, I mean, fuck. Like, if someone did that to my, to Mouse in front of me, you bet your fucking ass I would go after them. Right. And I felt the exact same way. I'm just like, fuck the police. Like, what do you
2: do? It's either... (laughs) I'm I'm
0: going to forge a fucking weird ass axe sword thing and then go kill people. Like, I don't know. And
2: the cult, the sect, the like crazy hippies. Oh, they're horrible.
0: They're so, oh, they're so creepy. It
2: is pretty... But there's. I wanted more of them. I laughed quite a few times though. <laughs> oh, the like, derpy
0: one because the derpy one killed me.
2: A bunch of different points. It was. It wasn't necessarily like intended to be funny. It mm. was just funny in some respects. Not like ah, oh, this is stupid. <laughs> uh, but I will say, like, I really feel like some of this movie is. It's, it's weird it's kind of like what a movie with an independent film director when they get a budget like yeah. what they can do with a budget and I think it pushes that's one thing I really like about indie films is that they try to push the boundaries a little bit more than like mainstream where it's all calculated and what it you know the nun and like I mean. everything's in order and it's perfect little space <laughs> right like it's to, overthought yeah it's overthought and instead of just like going for some sort of artistic direction and like it kind of takes the art out of of it and that's why i wonder what's gonna happen with panos and i hope he stays with i wouldn't say that he's the best writer in the world
0: oh he's not gonna win any fucking awards for, for screenplay writing. writing yeah there's no way like no. It, it's not the best it's so fucking juvenile like whoa well, no, 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 no no like the jokes that's what i'm getting to it's, it's so like frat boy juvenile jokes you know like the little things that he writes in there and it's not this like fantastic fucking like you know, dialogue between characters. But it doesn't fucking matter. Like, it's it's such an afterthought to me. Like, I don't give a fuck what they're talking about. I don't care. You know, the jokes are funny. Well, like, when they, you're going
2: for a movie that is just specifically to be somewhat yeah. atmospheric, I thought for sure that Panos was going to say, because we, by the way, guys, after the movie was done, they had a QA and a well, not a and a but Kevin Smith came out and interviewed Linus Roche, Um, Nicolas Cage and Panos himself. Uh, and it was pretty funny. Um, but they were like asking all these questions. I'm really surprised that he picked Evil Dead 2 and After Hours of all the fucking movies. Because in my mind, after watching Beyond the Black Rainbow, the first thing that came to my mind was like, this is like in the vein of like Cronenberg.
0: Yeah. Well, to like to me, when when we watched uh, Beyond the Black Rainbow, like it made me think of. Which are movies that I'm pretty positive these movies came out afterwards, like quite a bit after Beyond the Black Rainbow. But to me, it made me think of uh, Ex Machina and Neon Demon. Okay. Like those are movies that in my head, I'm just kind of like, holy shit, these are kind of like the same kind of concept, or I, not a concept at all, but I mean like the same kind of uh, vision. Um, yeah. And I feel I'm pretty, pretty sure Beyond the Black Rainbow came out before either of those two movies.
2: You might be right, but I don't think it was inspired in any way. I don't think so, but
0: like that's what they made me think of. Right. um,
2: Beyond the Black Rainbow for me is Cronenberg like yeah. because like a lot of people who love Cronenberg go man I wish he would make a Cronenberg film again you know what I mean like <laughs> it's not that he's not good at what he does it's just like people miss stuff like Videodrome, Naked Lunch, right. even Existence Lunch. like I would love to see some sort of mind melt fucking movie like that and Cosmatos or Cosmatos, uh <laughs> Cosmatos yes he actually has that There's something about him and Beyond the Black Rainbow and this movie share that existential, like, drug-induced, like, fucking talking to God in, like, the darkest way and coming back, like, fucked up from it because, like, Beyond the Black Rainbow is like that and this one is very much like that. But it's weird because the movie tonally shifts to something that's a little bit more, I don't want to say schlocky, I just want like it's more genre, right? It's more like it's not so
0: art house. It's more of a genre, right. Specific so film. In the anybody half. that
2: thinks that he was pretentious for making Beyond the Black Rainbow, you can cancel that shit because this is not going to be that fucking movie, right? I'm telling you, you will be like, holy shit, this is kind of like a like an indie, sh- you know? It's
0: fucking. It's so fucking cool. And I'll tell you what he accomplished with this is he took something so fucking basic. Um, a basic ass concept as a revenge film that's been done a million fucking times in a million different right. ways, and he took it and he made it fucking unique.
2: Well, and, and I really like the elements that they put in there, like it's it is
0: so fucking cool. Yeah, like, like, I, like, I um, ugh, besides I'm them so cool.
2: coming out of the ground like fucking demons, they were really kind of unique. Like, I thought, ass. I thought they were trying to bite off of Hellraiser a little bit when I saw <laughs> well, the, trailer. the trailer, yeah. yeah,
0: you know, and and that's. I felt the same way. I was just like, Okay, so why they got a pinhead looking motherfucker? Like, what are we doing here?
2: Right. But at the
0: same time, I don't fucking care because I love shit like that. Right. I love creepy ass fucking characters that make you go, What the fuck is that? It, what am you, I looking at? What are they gonna do? It and dances then they, on
2: the line though.
0: It does. And but they and they they feel like these crazy weird hell demon beast, like unearthly unnatural, shouldn't exist, like, they're just weird fucking creatures, but then, don't, you know, don't I'm not gonna get to that point, okay, I'm, I'm yeah. not right now, but I'm just saying, but then you find out something different about them, and it it makes a weird amount of sense, but then it's still, like I said earlier, like, you can't you can't take things too literally here. Like, you have to go in with an open mind and an open heart with this with his movies, I feel like, in general. Just right. From, the two, like, from these films, like, I'm like, you can't anything's possible, and you have to believe that. You can't go in thinking, like, that can't happen. That can't happen. That would never happen. That's not realistic. Well, because the story, then it's going to ruin it for you.
2: Yeah, and then the story kind of changes a little bit. Like, typically, you would figure, like, well, if it's a revenge film, he's got to go through all these people. Well, like, the order was different. The Jordan. order was
0: way off to me. And yeah. I was like, like, the end was the way it should have been. Right. But leading up to that point, I was like, you're going backwards.
2: Right. <laughs> and I was like, in my mind, I was thinking like... Did we mention this already? But like Christina mentioned, she said, you know, I kind of reminded me, uh, and I don't think it reminds me of this at all, but I think I know where she was going, is she said it reminded her of Lords of Salem in a way. And I was like, I could see that because I was thinking Rob Zombie the whole time, not because it's his same style. It'd be like if Rob Zombie got handed a paintbrush and decided to paint yes. instead. You know? Where no, I
0: do com- Rob don't agree. Zombie's a little
2: more ham-fisted, I think. <laughs> No yeah. offense to him, I'm just saying. Like
0: <laughs> He's nowhere near as visionary as Panos is. Like, well, right. we'll put it that way. He's like, still good, I'm he's just amazing. saying. Yeah. Lords of Salem. That
2: was bad.
0: Like, sorry, Mouse loves that fucking movie. Like,
2: I loved it. I can't get into it. He
0: loves that movie. The only
2: thing reputable about that or even redeemable from that is the fucking track. The song. Yeah. Well, it just sticks in my the head. The
0: visuals to me in that movie are beautiful right and so that's where i can kind of see what she's talking about when she says that is because it is kind of you know finger on the pulse is like very similar um in certain aspects from lords of salem into the lighting elements and stuff for this movie right um and the feel the overall feel because rob zombies movies are all have the same overall 80s it's, it's, metal kind right. of feel
2: well it's like like his because friends him. yeah it's like his friends
0: right yeah. and Yeah, And he loves
2: that culty sort of like family vibe, you know, like gone wrong. So, I mean, there is a lot of (laughs) parallels that you could find there. But I think that's just from growing up at around the same time.
0: I agree. I think
2: Rob Zombie's a little bit older than Panos, but... So he comes like he, from that like, was his yeah. teenage
0: like years, you know right. what I mean? Like teenage, like early twenty ish era, like era for him. So it's a little bit different,
2: dude. I like what Rob Zombie has done. He's not perfect. A lot of people are either fans or not fans of him. I'm in the middle. I'm cool yeah. with him most of the time, but
0: I can see where Christina's coming but from. But yeah, with that comment
2: I really feel like there is a Rob Zombie element, and that is because of the metal aspect that yes. is in this movie. For fuck's sake, they opened the movie with King Crimson. Like, can we
0: talk about the fucking sound? soundtrack for this movie like the oh, holy shit
2: johan johansson the who, fucking
0: score for yeah. this movie is out of this fucking world
2: right they even had krang on here who has done music for cooties uh i forget what other movie he did just re oh no that was rob i can't think of it but yeah he did music for cooties which is actually a really good soundtrack if you get to listen to it but yeah johan johansson who apparently just recently passed away directly after he finalized the score for this movie and man it is really good
0: so good and that was heartbreaking in that interview at the end because you could tell that Panos was really getting choked up when he was and he tried to move on
2: right and that and
0: when i watched him after that when after they moved on to another question i was watching him that whole time and he was fighting back like emotion,
2: yeah. Like Kevin Smith's, like anyway. So yeah, because he could tell, and
0: <laughs> you know, he's like, I'm about to make this guy fucking cry in front of all these people, and you know, and, change, and, the subject, change, change the subject, change the subject. And Panos was sitting there just kind of like reflecting, and and, he, and it, we'll it get broke into my more heart.
2: of the trivia though yeah. when, when we after the after this section. But what did you think of the music, mouse Since you're the music guy, come on, <laughs> it was great. Did uh, what, did it have any vibe or elements that you liked about it that you you could compare?
1: I don't really know what to compare it to. It was.
2: Have you seen the movie
1: Devil's Candy? Which one is
0: that? You've watched it. It's on Netflix. The uh,
1: like the metal yes something, something yes yeah
2: yeah I haven't. Oh, no, he it hasn't yet. watched it yet because uh, I want to watch it. Well, it kind of
1: reminded me of that. Yeah, just
2: they because they have like guitar in it and they also do synth. It's like very unique. That's what I liked about it's it. It's
1: sort of like an ongoing, rolling through the whole movie kind of thing,
2: right? And it tells the story. Yeah,
0: yeah. It like, really did. Yeah, it fits like it. It's like. I don't know. He's, well, he's so fucking smart. Like, every choice that he makes fits perfectly. It's like this crazy puzzle that he puts together and, like, the music score from start to finish all tells the story together at the same time and everything fits right. Sorry, I feel like that's what you're trying to say, but...
1: Yes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I love. it. But you were looking
0: at me like...
2: They have a couple of tracks now up on, like, Spotify and I think at other places that you could get, but I don't know if they're (laughs) gonna put the whole thing together. It's got, like, King Crimson, they had one from Krang and some other song and then like the rest was done was done by Johan, and man, it really is, like you said, it is very much throughout, it's very prominent throughout the whole fucking movie. Because it, they'll have, like, talking segments and then, while they're even talking, the music yeah, is yeah. kind of, like, going. And it's it's a little abnormal for most, <laughs> I think, <laughs> movie watchers, I yeah. think. Uh, and it's very prominent, so you can tell that, that fucking Panos just fucking yeah. adored it.
0: But it fucking works. Right,
2: because, like, normally they're like, can we talk that back a little bit? We need to hear what they're saying. <laughs> like, yeah. I
0: could have completely Gone and sat through this entire movie with no fucking dialogue and not cared.
2: <laughs> it is. I'm not, pretty good. I'm not gonna
0: lie. Like to me, like I felt like the music tells the story without there needing to be. Any conversation back and forth with any of the characters, and there's not a whole lot of it. Like there, the dialogue's pretty sparse in this movie. I feel like it's a lot of action and not a lot of talking. It's
2: spread out.
0: Yeah, it, it's really spread out. At the
2: very beginning, I mean, they have these really long talking sections. Yeah. Oh of, my god! But it's very, very articulated and very like poignant and like you know they're developing the characters, Mandy and Red, and yeah, you know. And
0: I can't wait till we talk about spoilers because one of my favorite scenes is like one of those to- one of those scenes where they're just right having a conversation.
2: It was it was it's really unique the 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 characters are really unique the actors are very unique all of the like the ways that they did everything super unique i was not expecting the movie to go where it went uh like it did i guess i mean i guess it's pretty understandable where it went but i mean tonally cool. i was confused yeah. a little bit not confused in a bad way like confused in a good way like because i i kind of <laughs> needed it like i was like huh, all right yeah like i like this this is all great shit but then when it kind of pops off it's so weird it's like they took like the schlocky genre horror and then shoved it into pretentious like <laughs> yeah it, it's so weird it's like the weirdest combination but it really works so it really does. But yeah, man, I mean, so who do you think was the best role in the whole fucking movie? What do you favorite guys character? think? Favorite character.
0: Go mouse. Or do you want me to go first? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. My favorite character is Mandy and I wanted more of her.
1: Really? Okay. I fucking
0: loved her. Like, I'm sorry. She's just and I, I wanted more of Mandy. Like, and it's hard for me to choose kind of because I liked Jeremiah Sand as well. Even though he's such a fucking creep. He's cool. Yeah. And, you know, everybody loves Nick Cage. I thought but everybody
2: in the cult was really good, but yeah. Everybody in the cult was great. Everybody's good.
0: But I loved Mandy. Like, she wasn't in it enough for me, but she didn't, like... She- the amount she was in it was just perfect, and I thought she was this cool fucking chick, and like I want to be her, I want to hang out with her, like.
2: Well, yeah, because she's like sporting Motley Crue she's shirts. She's so fucking cool.
0: She has my favorite Black Sabbath shirt, Black the one Sabbath, that the one yeah. that she gets spotted wearing. Like that's the, that's my favorite Black Sabbath shirt that right. I still own. One of the only t shirts I own is that one, and I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> like, what about you, dude?
1: <laughs> i have no idea I don't, I don't know if i have a favorite character i just liked the whole thing as a whole well really? who, who yeah. like Who's... which
0: character stood out to you the most right as far as like who not necessarily like you personally resonated with more but who did you feel like you um enjoyed the most watching on the screen like who did you have the most fun with uh,
1: nick cage i guess yeah okay red yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: I he's fucking dope. So
2: Oh, and I think Nick Cage did a great job. I just think I was not expecting how good uh Linus Roche was going to be. So, I mean, I've said it before, but yeah.
0: And Kevin and Kevin he James said what I thought. Genuinely
2: creepy. Kevin
0: James, Kevin Smith. <laughs>
2: You just, you wanted to punch him and like...
0: But you also want to follow him. Yeah, like... I I want to follow him. (laughs) Like, I want to do drugs with them.
2: The way he articulated (laughs) his lines, I wonder if Panos actually let him run with it a little bit. We have some trivia on that. I felt like
0: quite a bit of it was uh, very ad-lib kind of... um, uh, improv.
2: Okay. Yeah. Well, it felt very like, dude. That guy was is a really good actor. Mm-hmm. Like, um. But yeah, guys, I really, I really think that you. It, I think it's worth seeing. I, I, is it going to be for everybody? Uh, Probably not. But
0: everyone should see it. I think so.
2: everybody should see it to make their own decision for it. But if you had to give it a score, just out of curiosity, what would you out give it? Ten.
0: Yeah. Go, mouse. What's your score? How many out of ten? Seventeen. <laughs>
2: So if we round that in half, that will be
0: eight and a half. Eight and a half. I I, I don't know. I loved it. Yeah. I'm I'm giving it a flat out 10 out of 10 to me. Really? Yeah. I mean. There's, like I said, my only issue, well, I guess two-ish issues to me was I wanted more of Mandy but it makes sense why i didn't have her and i wanted more of the fucking like hell demon biker characters cuz they were fucking cool. I but,
2: think I think i should mention that if you're if you're looking for like this really in-depth story
0: Oh, that's not This, this is movie. not going to
2: be a 10 movie for you. Yeah. But if you're looking for like an aesthetic, vibey, so atmospheric Let's
0: break this down then.
2: gory so fun So we'll ride. do
0: atmosphere, visual, ten. or 10. Yeah. Right? Story, like dialogue. 5 or
2: it's pretty I would standard. give it like a solid probably like six. 7. 6 or 7. Yeah, between
0: six and a half. I don't, I think
2: it's like a 6, but it didn't need to be It anything. didn't need to. Like yeah. I
0: like I said earlier, I could watch this movie with no fucking dialogue and it wouldn't matter. So, I was just I would I would suck his dick for this movie. It's a ride. It's a it's a <laughs> it's ride. So you don't good.
2: necessarily need to be stopped every 5 seconds it was to tell the story. And I right? can't yeah.
0: fucking wait for people to see it because I want to have conversations about this movie.
2: Yeah, and I'm not trying to be harsh for those of you who are, like, hypercritical about me saying there's no story. I'm just saying. Oh, no, there's a story. Like, typically, like, some movies ride on their story. Some some ride on their atmosphere. Some do all of the above. Yeah. And that's why I can't give it a perfect score. Like, you know what I mean? So I would probably be more in the camp of, like, nine.
0: I think if I have to average it out, I would give it a nine out of ten.
2: I mean, honestly, I to just because, just because, like, you could have had some death, but then again, you would have been taking away from the atmosphere because it's kind of like a, you know, it's a, it's a tug and pull a little right. bit. You know what I mean? Like, Hereditary had a really good atmosphere and a and a really good story and a really too. Good story. So, I mean, but
0: I this trumps Hereditary to me,
2: right? There's more scenes in this that 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 uh, that resonate with me because of the fandom I have for the underground genre. And I think that, you know, like I said before, this is a perfect example of what happens when a independent director with a vision gets a lot of money and, mm-hmm. and it should continue that way. And I hope that he gets to do that.
0: He took me through all the emotional stages. So I'm happy about it. I'm, I'm, I'm good. Like, yeah. I'm like, I was happy. I was sad. I was fucking pissed off. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, like, I went through everything. Like, I don't know. It was, it was just brilliant. He's a brilliant fucking director.
2: Yeah, I think. Oh, he's one of my favorites. Brilliant. I mean, like I, of the newest ones. I
0: cannot fucking wait to see what he does next. I am over the fucking moon ecstatic about it like even if this was his last movie that he ever made cool right. like you went out with a bang dude because this movie is fucking incredible right but I am so excited and we were talking about that a little bit and I would be really stoked if you went uh, science fiction
2: I'm pretty sure this is going to be in my top five like I don't think there's a question about it like oh
0: for the year yeah when we do our review this is in my top five
2: yeah for sure I don't this know, is
0: in my top five of life in general movies. right so this is definitely in my top five this might be my favorite movie by the, year. the end
2: of the year I'm I'm going to rewatch all the movies that I think are in my top five, yeah. and then I'm going to judge them based on which one I think is number one, and the rest will just be in any order.
0: Yeah, I will say so far, this is in contention with Hereditary for my top movie from 2018.
2: I, I think it's going to be, it's going to be, I, I, it's, it's, I think this movie for Panos, if you're a mainstream viewer, this will be an easier movie to reach out for, uh to get into him. <laughs> More than Beyond the Black Rainbow, oh, to, God, be, yeah. to be fair. so Beyond
0: the Black Rainbow is a, is an acquired taste. Right. By far. And it, I liked it, but I didn't love it. I love the visual aspects of it, but I was confused a little bit. And I had to go back and like, re-watch certain things and, okay. and read further into it to kind of understand the story.
2: Yeah. But yeah, guys, I really think it's a good movie. I think you should see it. I think all of us here really appreciated the movie. Can we get into spoilers now? Again, it, well, we will. We're going to get into Yay. trivia here now. So this might be a little spoilery for you. So if you guys are or have not seen the movie, don't listen. Like, seriously. I, just <laughs> Don't listen,
0: then yell at us like, for it. Yeah,
2: just why ruin the movie for you? I know some of you actually do like to hear stuff even, and you don't care if it spoils for you. But trust me, watch the movie, come back. It'll be a much more enjoyable experience for you if you come back and listen to it after you've seen it. So now we're going to get into some of the trivia so we'll go ahead and sound off the spoiler alarm right now just to cover our asses so you guys know and we'll do that right now. So what we'll do now is we'll kind of go over some of the trivia. Now, first off, just to preface the movie here for you guys, this movie went to Cannes Film Festival, had a five-minute standing ovation for it, it's sold out every festival, everywhere, anywhere it went. So it's obvious that this movie is it's a pretty big one. And some of the stuff that they talked about in the in the QA with Kevin Smith and everything at the end, we're gonna probably talk about that now. You one of the that. things that I thought was really interesting is that Kevin Smith asked them, like, you know, where did you go to resonate like some of this like character development because they're so strong? Like with uh, Linus Roche, who plays Jeremiah Sand. He said that he had an, sort of an upbringing around a lot of religious people. He was, like, none as batshit crazy as I fucking made with this guy. <laughs> uh, but uh, he actually had a lot of interest with that, with, like, Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage was actually supposed to be playing Jeremiah Sands' character. That's what
0: I found the most interesting, is that, like, Panos... Originally, had Nicolas Cage in mind to play Jeremiah Sand.
2: Right, because he thought he would be really good at the thing. But and...
0: he had this whole idea of age versus, like, old versus young, was the dynamic that he had going on between Red and Jeremiah Sand. Right. And so then, you at, know.
2: At the time, Nicolas Cage had, like, he was saying he looked yeah. like <laughs> He looked like Gandalf because he had, like, <laughs> long braids. He had full gray Gandalf
0: hair. on, like, for the role he was in. Yeah. <laughs> right. He had a full like gray beard and long hair or whatever, and, and <laughs> hilarious. But I I thought that was crazy to me because I'm just like to, they play their parts so well. Like I can't imagine. Nicolas cage trying to be Jeremiah Sand. No. I can't picture it. Like it he could I'm sure he could probably do it, but I don't feel like he would do it as I well. I think it was the
2: right choice. I think they made the, he made the right choice. Part of the reason he said, by the way guys, that he didn't want to do Jeremiah Sand is that he had been dealing with a lot of uh loss and uh, the character of Red Miller who is, you know, obviously loses Mandy through this whole cult sect bullshit <laughs> and uh he basically said that dealing with the loss of his father, dealing with the loss of a relationship, his, it
0: his third marriage failing,
2: his third marriage failing. That was, you know, basically why he felt like he could resonate with the character red. So he asked, he was like, and the funny thing is, is that the only reason he heard about this movie ...was because Elijah. of Elijah Wood, who they were working on another project together, and he was like, hey, have you ever seen Beyond the Black Rainbow? And he was like, yeah, it's been some time, but, uh... <laughs>
0: That's so perfect, Nick <laughs> You know, he's
2: like, he's very, uh... It's been yeah. some
0: time, but I, you know, I remember really liking that
2: movie. And then I watched it... Oh, I'm just kidding. He's I'm my like,
0: fucking spirit animal. <laughs> I fucking love Nicolas Cage so much. He <laughs> like, is
2: mine too, and I freak out.
0: He's insane. Like, <laughs> like he when I flip just, out,
2: I imbibe his his fucking anger.
0: But he's just a genius. Like I don't know. Like he's so to me, he's just so smart, and I love. He's, he's able to push the limits out there, man. Yeah. Like he's spacey. He's a space cadet, if I've ever seen one. But he's still so fucking articulate, and I love it. I love listening to him talk.
2: Right. What was what was something that uh, Panos was talking about? Uh, oh, someone, this, if you guys don't know this, like if you've seen Beyond the Rack, Black Rainbow, it takes place in 1983. Okay. This movie, Mandy, takes place in 1983. 1983. And, <laughs> and he even said that some people would ask him, like, what happened to you in 1983? Yeah. And he was, Why like,
1: 1983? He was like,
2: nothing. I was sitting on the fucking floor watching He Man cartoons while playing. <laughs> like, that's what happened to me in '83. <laughs> So mm-hmm. like everybody thinks, kid. yeah, but they all think it's like some, like, like somebody got murdered in front of him while he's playing G.I. Joes yeah, or something. Yeah, everybody's <laughs> going to
0: try and make something something, you know, like, no, it's just well, weird. Well, I mean. It fits with his stories, the stories that he's trying to tell.
2: But, but the, but the characters that he makes are pretty fucked fucking up. Fucking crazy. Yeah, like, I mean, like, they're dark.
0: They are, they really are, so I can get it. They're just like, so your family got murdered in front of you in 1983, right? Like, that's, that's why you're a fucking weirdo. Fright, and you yeah. make these weird movies like that's what you're like which is you're so saying. funny like, no yeah. he's just a fucking visionary I like, agree
2: like it is stupid when people think that it is
0: it's annoying it's like I, a guy
2: like I've mentioned many times before like I had one of my friends who I've known forever who just was like oh you believe in in rape fantasies you get off on that yeah. I was like what? what the hell are
0: you talking about? Like, what about? the
2: fuck are you... He's like, you like horror movies. That's how I know. And then he just blocked me, and I've never spoken to him again. That I'm whole like,
0: fucking conversation pissed me <laughs> off I'm like, are so you much. serious? Like, I,
2: I don't even know what you're talking about. I know, about. and
0: I remember you you telling me that, because you sent me this whole thing. Like, we had this whole in-depth conversation about it, like, when he it said blew this me shit away. to you. Because you were just like, can I can I talk to you about something? This is before I think I joined.
2: Gra- like, guys, granted, like, sending a message out a- in a movie can be... Uh, life-changing for people, no matter what the message is. So sometimes I feel like you might want to have a little bit of responsibility with how you actually convey that message. But in the same respect, it's also not real life. So most of the people that like horror, as you guys are who are listening know, are pretty well adjusted. Now, there is one thing I did want to bring up, and that is Dick. And uh, Brittany, as you all probably you know, or me, she loves Dick in film. And she's I love
0: a, dick in general. She, yeah.
2: Wow. <laughs> you hear that, listeners? Wiener. <laughs> Whip him out. No, don't do that.
0: Do it.
2: No, no don't. Whip
0: him out.
2: Brittany, you're going to get fucking all kinds don't of weird shit. Don't send to me.
0: Send him to the Beyond the Void Horror Podcast Facebook page.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm cutting that out. There, there is no fucking way, dude. So Brittany loves dick, and... <laughs> Of all the fucking times to go take a piss or a shit, she fucking walks out on the glorious dick scene Okay, that Linus just flashes his dick proudly. We're
0: going to talk about this. All right. So this fucking place that we went to, this is your fault for taking me somewhere that serves alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't didn't make you drink. It's your fucking fault. (laughs) You did it. That's all I'm saying. So I obviously I'm like, this is a two hour fucking movie. And it's probably like 40 minutes in, and I'm just like, "Ah, fuck, I gotta pee. Like, (laughs) I I gotta fucking pee. Like, I'm just sitting there, and I keep doing this, like, shuffle around in my chair to, like, try and get my bladder comfortable. So I'm not miserable, and I'm like, I can do it. I can do it. And then I'm like, I can't fucking do it (laughs) anymore. I can't do it. And I, like, I look at Mouse, and I'm just like, wish me luck. Dude, as soon as you left, off.
2: yeah, as soon as you left, I was like, oh no. <laughs> okay. I was like, I can't believe she left.
0: Well, the moment that it's... I left it, yeah. they were just talking and they'd been talking.
2: Yeah, but it was a good scene. That that whole thing where the, the, the guy was talking yeah, but I was, was like, really like, really.
0: I know, but at the same time, I was like, you know, it's been three solid minutes of basically the same conversation and at this point, I can make it to the bathroom and back before anything hey, no, happens. No, right? you
2: gotta go. You gotta go. I
0: had to pee. Like, I had to fucking pee or I, I didn't want to miss anything that came literally five minutes after so when she when
2: she came back did she ask you what happened i
0: yeah. did i said did i miss anything important he goes no <laughs> well,
1: i didn't want to talk during the movie right because they're so strict at Alamo. they
0: actually are yeah it's crazy when They'll i when i a- left when i walked out to go to the bathroom the dude was telling the manager about some one in our theater that complained about someone else
2: really and i was
0: like are you fucking kidding like no i can't hear anyone it's so fucking loud in there. For one, like, how the fuck do you hear anybody?
2: Alamo's pretty strict. But they about are, and that, I love yeah. that.
0: Like that made me happy because I was like, oh, fuck
2: well, that's yeah. that's me too. Because like when I watch a movie, I lock in. I, I hate don't like you. to be interrupted.
0: People who are fucking talking and laughing and being fucking annoying? <laughs> that's why I hate going to the movie theaters. Like I hate humans.
2: We got to talk about like one of the things that Kevin Smith asked. Uh, first of all, guys, if you want to know, Kevin Smith is a ultra fan of this movie. By yes. the way, um, but. <laughs> I think I think one of the funniest things he asks is like, "What character would you want to play if you could go back?" And Nicolas mm-hmm. Cage picked Captain, Captain Nemo, Nemo from Jules Verne, which Kevin Smith had like an orgasm about. I guess. It was hilarious. <laughs> I
0: <don't know. laughs> Him like talking about that was so funny, like he was hit, like,
2: "I've always been a fan of the sea him ex- and I
0: knew I loved the sea before I loved my mom and dad at the age of two, yeah, at the age of two, before I loved my mother and father
2: that's what he said. he really I did. knew.
0: I loved the sea, and everybody's like what i think I think
2: <laughs> what I think what he meant by that though, and we kind of discussed this a little bit already is that he's just a conquest, it's a conquest to go and venture and explore the world um." What else can we tell about uh, Panos? Like that, that. Oh, to give you guys kind of an idea about Panos, the guys like. Clearly knows. I mean, whether he knows whether he's what he's doing or not, he's doing it right. <laughs> so he's probably one of those people that are just like, "Well, I just made a movie." You know what I mean? <laughs> like he wasn't like, "Oh, right, well, I prepare by putting these oils and liniments on my feet, and you know, sometimes I <laughs> so do a chill. cartwheel three times before I shoot a shot." Or anything, he's nothing like that. No,
0: he's like one of us, dude. Like, he's he's like so a very
2: kind of quiet, kind of kind of nerdy guy in a way, which is kind of cool. He's a metalhead, head, obviously. Him and fucking Kevin Smith were wearing slip-ons. Same Th- shoes, yeah, just different he, styles. Yeah, he had red checkerboard slip-ons, Panos <laughs> did, and then Kevin Smith had yellow uh, slip-ons, which I was vans. like, what the fuck? They
0: yeah. Um Oh, in case you guys didn't catch on, when I went to the bathroom and I missed it, it was... Uh dick all over the screen
2: yeah the, oh yeah <laughs> And no
0: one felt like it was important enough to tell me that i missed dick
2: oh uh, it was uh well which you is what i talk about you figure like you'll have episode. to wait till it
1: comes out now.
0: No, right. no no i'm so sad i'm like are you fucking kidding me I'm
1: like, <laughs> i was gonna tell you later i just didn't want to tell you yeah anymore. well it
0: came up in the fucking q a he's just <laughs> like so like when you read the n-, he like he's like that's why you said no right
2: well that's an interesting story we could tell <laughs> he was like kevin that's smith so asked uh linus he was like He's like, hey, so uh, when you uh, saw the script for this, were you just like, yeah, I, w- I would like to do a dick scene, like yeah. just <laughs> full on showing my dick. Just
0: full on, just like f- like let it out free to the world and then jack off proceeding after that <laughs> moment. Right. And he was like, no, like, you know, when I when I read the script, it's not something that I was really excited about. And he said he asked Panos like when he finally got to talk to him about it, he was basically like. Um, which he also said he didn't understand the story. And right. panels was like, but you were in Chronicles of Riddick. Like,
2: yeah, are <laughs> yeah, was talking funny. about? And
0: I was like, oh, shit.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, But anyways, so he, he asked him, he's like, do I have to do this? And he's like, you don't know,
2: no. He's know. like, I just write it in I there just for write it. Reason. Yeah, he's
0: like, I write it in because it fits with what's going on in my flow. Like what the character's the like. Yeah, he's like it's not something that you have to do, essentially, and you know, and, and Nicholas Cage was like, "Yeah, I was surprised you kept reading." Like after you got to that part with the dick scene or whatever, And uh,
2: it was. Well, funny. no, I think Kevin Smith said that.
0: No, it was it? I thought it yeah, was. Yeah, it Nicolas was Kevin Cage. Smith.
2: Kevin Smith said uh, he was like, "I'm surprised you kept reading after that." He's uh, like, "That's why Nick Nick didn't want to do the part. Do it. That's why Nick said no."
0: <laughs> um, but. And eventually, he was like, when it came to that moment when they were getting ready to film that part, he said he thought of female actresses, and if they were in his shoes and they were presented with this moment, would they turn it down because of that? And he like brought up Margot Robbie specifically in her role in Wolf of Wall Street, and she said it was right for my character for me to be nude, and he was like, you know what, it's right for my character to do this and, and you know, but he was right, like yeah. but I don't know about the jacking off part and so they were gonna like omit the jacking off part and this is the point where I was like he showed his fucking dick like I smacked Malice I'm like did he show his fucking dick and he's like yeah you were in the bathroom i god fucking damn it and, like are you serious like the that's what I missed like the one time I have to go pee and then they're talking about the jack off part I'm like did he fucking jack it off too and Mouse is like yeah and I'm all motherfucker
2: well, and <laughs> like, it's funny too because like later so on like Kevin, and I
0: came back right when he was done doing that by right.
2: the way yeah I was right after.
0: Right in, I came in right when she was fucking laughing. So, and I'm all, mm.
2: at the very end of it, he, Kevin asked, Smith asked him, by the way, Panos, he was like, you know, what, what, so what's next, you know? And Panos, like, the thing in his mind was like, well, I'll probably just go sit and watch movies. <laughs> or just chill at home. <laughs> and no. he was like, no, I mean, like movies. Like, he's like, well, I got a couple of ideas. We were speculating on this. Like, what, what genre would, or not genre, like what slice of fucked up Pano style movie would you like to see? Like, what, what area? I would say in space. Something like yeah. aliens or something, you know what I mean? Like
0: I'm totally down with the science fiction movie. I think
2: it would be kind of cool. It doesn't have to be like cheesy fucking alien, like, you know what I mean? Like, it could just be like space or aliens in general, abduction.
0: <laughs> what about you, Mouse?
1: Yeah, I, I like the space
0: My idea. Mouse loves aliens. I, I, yeah, aliens are cool.
2: I think so. <laughs> it would definitely like I would definitely like to see him do something a little bit more. I mean, be, like you said, Beyond the Black Rambo is kind of a sci-fi movie in a way. It's a sci-fi thriller. Very sci-fi
0: thriller. Very Ish. sci-fi to me. It's very science fiction. Yeah,
2: because like the girl has special powers. Not even just didn't...
0: that. The, the whole premise to me feels very sci-fi.
2: Well, yeah, it's yeah, but I would like. I would definitely like to see something a little bit more like video drum. <laughs> yes.
0: where it's yeah. like
2: you know what I mean, like where it's more like television taking over the mind, right? Yeah, like something like that would be really cool to see. I like, want to
0: see him do like I just flat out fucking horror movie.
2: Yeah, so down. I mean, he's done the. Oh, and
0: he could fucking do it. And he would the slay hell creatures the shit out of it too. I feel like he would fucking kill it. Like I, I would be so excited for that.
2: We got to talk about some uh, spoiler section now. Just like different scenes that we liked and stuff, and then we'll wrap it up. So, like, what are some parts that you think were really, really fucking fun? And guys, literally, if you've not listened to this or if you've, if you've not seen this fucking movie, don't listen.
0: You're scaring your puppy. Sorry, loving Right now, sorry. <laughs> And he's killing me because he's so cute.
2: But yeah, we're going to ruin this for you if you do. So don't be stupid, all right? Fucking listen to me.
0: <laughs> um, so I loved... Uh, the, I mean, it's not a fun scene by any means, but the conversation that they're on the couch like, and they've been sleeping or whatever and it's just static on the TV and it's Mandy and Red. And um, she starts this conversation with him because he was obviously oh. having some nightmare and she wants to know what the nightmare is about. And he's like, I don't know. I can't remember. And she asks him, did I ever tell you about the starlings? And he's like, no. What the fuck are you talking about? They're, Basically, they're birds, like, the right? Fu- yeah, they're birds, um, which it's a, there's a reference to that in uh, Hannibal.
2: Oh, okay. Collector
0: you know, like Starling. Blah, 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 By the blah. way, there's anyway,
2: a lot of nods to different movies in this. A lot of this. different movies,
0: yeah, a lot of different ones. So and then she proceeds to tell him this story about growing up as a kid. There was all these starlings that lived in trees, like nearby their house or whatever. Which are these little birds, and she thought they were cute and they were beautiful creatures. And her dad fucking hated them for whatever reason, and she never understood why. And all of a sudden, he comes. You know, she's playing with a group of kids, and he comes with this sack. That's full of baby starlings and a crowbar and basically, like, tells these kids how to kill all of these starlings. And as she's telling the story, like, he, it was interesting to watch his face during it. Right. And you can tell his heart's just, like, breaking for her and he's already so in love with her. Well, he, and now he now almost wonders like, if
2: she would have done it.
0: Yeah. He kind of wants to, like, he literally asks, he's like, well, what did you do?
2: Yeah. And, like And it's almost like, he, it's like that moment you and have. And I wanted to know. Right, it's like that moment you have with your significant other where like, you're like, you fucking what kind of person are they? Yeah, you're <laughs> just
0: like, hang on a second. Like, split, what the fuck? Like, because, did like, you fucking do it? Like,
2: she talks about it like...
0: The detail. Like
2: how the starling goes into the mud, like it's a little it's like grave. like a
0: little grave. Yeah, she, she sounds like a psychopath. When
2: I was watching that moment, and I liked that scene too, I was thinking to myself like, they could have shown this very easily, oh, so shown some sort of, like, disturbing imagery at that point in time. I'm so glad or, they or even just showing the fucking, you know, like, this kid smacking the ground.
0: They weren't even, like, it was literally the cameras focused on her telling the story the entire time, and I couldn't look at the screen.
2: But the way that it was told, it was like you really envisioned it. It so was like, it was like it reading was, a book. It was almost just as effective... Uh, as if you were to see it,
0: right, which is but
2: more tasteful. And
0: that's why I love it, because to me, that's why I love reading a good book because reading a good book, you create the vision in your mind of what you're reading. So it's like you create your own movie, and that's why I love about books so much. And so her telling this story was so it just created this vision, like it was so literal and it was just insanely beautiful. and to me, I couldn't even look at the screen when she was telling the story. Even though it's just her and him in the fucking living room as she's talking, I can't look at the screen when she's talking about how these birds are getting fucking killed with a crowbar. I'm looking at the the fucking floor the whole time when she's talking about it because it's like breaking my fucking heart. And I'm like, holy shit. You know what I mean? Like, and then if you have a shitty dad, it makes you think about how your dad is shitty. So for me, I'm just like, oh my God, my dad's a shitty person too. So I'm like, fuck man. Like he does fucked up stuff too. And I don't know. It was just really cool. It was a cool moment. I mean, it's not a fucking fun scene by any means. It's a really sad scene, actually. But then you get to see their relationship like, and their dynamic and how much they fucking love each other. And then it's a cool moment, too, where you get to find out, oh, did she kill a starling? Is she a fucking crazy person? You know? Right. It's like it creates this separate like story between well, a lot the two of, of them.
2: A lot of the actors, when they were talking, they had really good like dialogue, like a real good story. That's why I was saying when you left... I was actually really into I the did way I like
0: that scene, too. How he
2: was articulating how he was trying to get into her head and make her be a part. because in the movie they like show her they like dose her with acid and then have her sting her neck with this fucking the weird
0: bee thing. What
2: the fuck was that thing? I
0: don't know, but it was gross.
2: It was like dipped in acid and like <laughs> it's like I mean like I, I which I didn't mention too too much in the in the spoiler free part, but yeah, they were like there was a lot of drugs in this a lot movie. Of drugs. Dude, like fucking that one scene with fucking uh Drake, who fucking uh Rob Zombie always uses that uh in, in uh Richard Brake, excuse me, the chemist, he was literally dipping his hands in acid. Yeah. To dip the fucking paper, the, paper yeah. the, the the blotter paper in acid and not giving a
0: fuck with his pet fucking like tiger. Right, he's like later, Lizzie. And they have, <laughs> I love that scene. It's so fucking funny to me. Like it was just cute because they had this whole conversation where Nicolas Cage says nothing, and he's yeah, that was and, fucking cool. And he doesn't talk the entire scene, but. He's
2: communicating with him because of the acid. He
0: knows. He knows what he's saying and he it was so I've cool. had that thought
2: on uh <laughs> stuff Oh, never mind. On acid, yeah.
0: yeah. Well, like, I'm sorry, but the whole time I watched this movie, I was like, I just want to smoke a bunch of fucking weed and watch this movie. Like, I like I can't even imagine how chill it would be.
2: Oh, yeah, that would be kind of a dark trip, though, like, yeah. wouldn't it? I don't care. Yeah. It'd start out all right. It could but... kind of turn you a little bit. It could, okay uh,
0: it i could uh don't want to drop acid and watch this movie. I just want to smoke some weed.
2: Yeah, I'm just saying, like, this movie is very, uh... uh you, you'd yeah. be, like, couch-locked and fucking mentally fucking disabled. Murray, what like, do you <laughs>
0: mean?
2: Like... What's the scene that stood out for you other than the dick? Um that was your we, I think we've part. had enough dick conversation for the whole episode. My
0: favorite part. That's <laughs> that, why you
1: held it from me. That was my favorite part. No, I actually um I, I like the scene where Nicholas Cage, like when he gets back after Mandy's dead and like he's freaking out and he's like drinking. Oh, oh yeah. my and he's, like, god, going yes, crazy and he's just like chugging and then he sits down. And he's, like, crying, and he's screaming, and, yeah, it's just, like... It's like
2: his, he's, like, trying to, like... It was like he was trying to trick himself into being angry.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: And, like, he was... It was, like, the transition from sadness. You know how they he always went say... went through
0: every stage of grief.
1: Yeah, every stage of grief yeah. in this bathroom. You know, in Seven... Yes, where, <laughs> it's like what's in the box? Like that part bo- where he's what's
0: like, "What's in the box?" What he said that a hundred different ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like,
1: like he's mad, and then he's crying, and then he's mad. It, he went through. Like he cycled
0: yeah. through every stage of grief in that moment, and I'm so like that was going to be my next one that we talked about if no one else brought <laughs> it up before me. So I'm I'm glad that you did because I love that scene. That's my favorite scene with Nicolas Cage in the entire movie.
2: We got to talk about there was a, so good. You said seven. The first thing that popped into my head when the, that the bigger fucking black skull fucking uh, demon had the fucking... He fucked me! He fucked me! He made me fuck her! Because <laughs> the fucking black demon's got a fucking razor cock!
0: I just thought of Rance.
2: D- <laughs> Why?
0: I just thought of Rance because Rance always has a big fucking... Sp- like slicey dick that oh, we so grind, they can that grind on, on it, all the yeah. time. Like, I'm just like, God damn it. Dude, that thing was rants. like,
2: it was literally It was like,
0: amazing! It was like And it fucking, was bloody and gross. It was like, like <sighs>
2: three feet long. Like, I was like, Jesus I was Christ. Like, where
0: was that in the other scene with the guy? How like, the, what the fuck did the motherfucker the lean
2: over to do coke?
0: <laughs> I, that's what I thought. Like, it just went straight into the ground. How do you not get stuck?
2: Yeah, well, it does get stuck in the crowd. That was that's pretty how he funny. Dies.
0: <laughs> I know, it's cool. Dude, the
2: fights with the fucking demons were really cool. Those were the best
0: ones. The like, best like fight scenes,
2: and I love the voice well, that they used for them. Like the the like,
0: yeah, it was garbled.
2: Cool. Like they were yeah. always dripping. Like this fucking we. They were drink. What was the shit that they were drinking? LSD. No, that was silvery shit was like something else. But
0: he had a fucking trip after he did it. So that's what we thought it was some type of LSD. Well,
2: it definitely was, but this was like more like, I think it was just the higher dosage. These, these demons were literally fucking. I
0: thought it was blood, but then we saw it was like the silver silver a concoction. Semen or in it. something. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> know. I thought, it, I had just asked Mouse. I was like, so is that some weird liquid LSD? Because when Nicolas Cage literally just barely dipped his finger in it and then licked it, he had a fucking insane ass Right. Tray. No, no,
2: no. I mean, I definitely was LSD, but I'm saying this was like to the... T- 15 billionth degree yeah like these fucking these they
0: said that though
2: yeah the demons what i what i was getting at is uh, the the demons were drinking jars Mm -hmm. full jars of this shit he literally touches it with his finger just a little dab and puts it on his tongue and is gone instantly like (laughs) yeah and becomes a demon in some way i guess but but they were drinking it and it was always slathering out of their masks or their face and shit so that's
0: part of what the, the story behind them, that the guy, um the dude that he, Nicolas Cage gets the crossbow and stuff from, uh when he's telling the story about... The, that was a the, really cool scene. That scene is amazing. And I love the conversation that they have, and that actor is phenomenal.
2: Yeah, it's... a. Uh- It is um, Bill Duke.
0: Yeah. He plays
2: Carruthers. He was really good in that.
0: He's great. And he's in it for like not even five minutes and he's fantastic. But that's like he comes and gets these weapons from him and he tells the story of the Black Skulls and explains them and their background. And he says, you know, they were this biker gang that ran drugs and sold LSD for this dealer which we meet later, which is the dude that's in all the Rob Zombie movies. And he says that, and then one day he cooked them up this special batch of LSD, and they took it, and they had never been right in the head since, and now they need it. Right. And that's what it is. Like, that LSD in the jar, like, that they have, that's the fucking LSD that these demons need. At least that's what I gathered from it. And yeah, so no, that's, no, no, no. That's, like, their lifeblood, and that's why when he gives it to him to, before he I just summons m- them to get Mandy.
2: Right, but I just meant, like, what... I mean, I oh, understand like what, it's I LSD, okay, but yeah. I mean, like, it looked like semen.
0: It did. And it, I've never
2: seen any drug like that, so they were trying to make some new it was drug, this I weird
0: guess. weird fucking, like, but silvery the, the part you
2: miss with Carruthers, who Jeffrey. Bill Duke played... Huh? Said it's
1: Jeffrey.
0: Who's Jeffrey?
1: What's that movie? <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is a
1: weird tangent, but it's a uh, guy with frizzy hair. Mm, rub the furry walls.
0: Oh, uh, Russell Brand.
1: Yes, that guy. It's Jeffrey in that movie, right? Oh, the yeah. drug they take.
0: Jeffrey, rub yeah. the furry walls. Oh, good yeah. Call. yeah okay. Get him to the Greek. Yeah. That get him. Okay.
2: Oh, that's okay. right. Okay. Movie's
0: fucking ridiculous. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the part that you forgot that I thought was really fucking funny. One of the funniest moments in the movie is when fucking Bill Duke's character Carruthers, is like he because like. Red, who's played by Nicholas Cage, goes into his trailer and clearly he's left his weapons there. He used to have a darker <laughs> lifestyle, I guess. Yeah. Like he was some hitman or some shit. And he goes in there to get his what did he call it? Like the, the interceptor or some shit I like can't that. Remember
0: the name of his crossbow. He has a
2: crossbow which, which he uses a few times, but it's it's more significant than it really should have been. But it was funny because like he's like, yeah, I'm going hunting again. He was like, well, if you're going hunting again, you might need those things up there. He's like, what you hunting? And he's like, well, fucking just crazy, evil, fucking Jesus freaks. And he was like, I didn't even know that was uh, in season right was in now. in season right now, yeah. <laughs> Jesus
0: freaks. I was like, what the fuck? I didn't even know they was in season. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that ah, shit was, amazing. Like, so good.
2: It really, like, some of the dialogue in this movie really did just feel like Rob Zombie in a way. <laughs> not not a hundred percent. It's a little bit more articulated than fucking Rob Zombie's fuck every five seconds. Yeah. You know, you fucking would, cut,
1: bitch-ass, cut, fucking a bitch.
0: Bit. Fuck you. Fuck you. No, fuck you. Fuck, 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 fuck. Tootie fucking fruity. There's yeah. no tootie fruity in your fucking future. Dude, in, in
2: what was the movie, was <laughs> it? Oh, no ice
0: cream in your fucking future. In
2: 31, Rob Zombie's movie, they literally, the first ten minutes are in the fucking, <laughs> in the van or whatever the fuck. It's literally just con- cock sucker yeah, motherfucker. It's all of his movies. Yeah, but that one's really bad. That like, one is that, exceptionally it's bad. like that's like like the the bar has been set for the highest ever.
0: <laughs> yeah, he was just going for it. It's at like that obligatory time. Like, bad. Yeah, you it, know, it gets annoying. Like and then shit like that it pisses me off. So I'm like, kind of
2: took me out of the movie anyway. Right. But what's his name? Uh, uh, Bill Brake or sorry, Richard Brake in in thirty one really shines in thirty one. Like the best I think he ever has. And and I think that, that that role in particular is what got him into this movie is because as the chemist, which I thought he was really good, but I, He was cute. I really like what you were saying, like how he was like having a conversation <laughs> with him, even though
0: Nichols Cage says nothing. He was just
2: staring at him the whole fucking so time. <laughs> and he's
0: talking about his stupid tiger. He's like, Oh, that's Lizzie. <laughs> You know, it's good when she's quiet. Yeah, and then <laughs> like, they had
2: that scene where the fucking the 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 tiger growls really loud in front of the like moon, and it looks like it's <laughs> so fucking a
0: Walmart eighties t-shirt, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Except it's a tiger, not a wolf. <laughs> I was like, now at Walmart. <laughs> the the so cute.
2: So the other scene, there is one more scene. Did you? Did you guys want to? Did you want to point one out? Or
0: I feel like Mal should have to talk about another one.
1: I did mine already. <laughs> Your turn. There's got to be another Give one that you Give us another remember.
0: scene, please.
1: I like the whole thing. That, that that one scene was the one that really stuck with me. But um, I like fancy colors. Why are you chewing on things?
0: I don't know. I love you. Moving on. <laughs> I love
2: you. Well, there was one scene that I want to mention, and it's the very, very, very end. And oh. for those of you who have seen the movie, then you will know, like, when he throws that girl's head at the feet of fucking <laughs> jeremiah sand i was like hell fucking, i hated yeah. that bitch
0: i was so glad he fucking killed her she
2: deserved it more than anyone just yeah, about she she it not he not let horrible. that one girl go though i know
0: and i love that because she had nothing she literally was like a captive a captive like and she he had knew no it.
2: he could see it in her eyes when she pulled she the...
0: cried there was a, that that scene was cool
2: too but the, the very scene end scene cool. where jeremiah sand is trying to act tough and then he's scared he's like please don't kill me please don't kill me he's like trying to like get in his head but he can't <laughs> because basically red miller nicolas cage's character is just fucking the embodiment of fucking evil at this point in time mm-hmm. he has become revenge incarnate and like he is out for blood no matter what and i don't really understand the end so to speak but you know but it, the character jeremiah sand and and linus plays he uh he did a really good job there. He's like, "I'll suck your
0: dick, man. I will what do you want?" "I'll suck your dick, man." <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my god. I will suck. So, "Please don't kill me. I will suck your cock." And I'm like, "Fuck yeah." <laughs> oh my god, I laugh so hard. "No fuck you. No, you, you kneel before yeah, you me. Kneel before me." Like he literally like he he like goes through all these different stages again of like acceptance. Like where he's just like he accepts it and then he bargains with him. Right. And then he's just rage. And, well, that's just
2: how like, manipulative it, the guy is. And it was is, fucking yeah. cool.
0: Like you, it, I loved that shit. And he's like, you know what? No, no, no. You, I don't kneel before you. You kneel before me. I am. I am God or whatever. Like, I am the savior or whatever the fuck he says. And then Nicolas Cage is just like,
2: pops his head with a fucking, like, I a pimple. I am your
0: god, and I'm like, I'm your god now. And I'm just like, yes, you are, Nick Cage! It was a little you are hard... my god! <laughs> it
2: was a little hard to hear him, though, because, like...
0: It was kind of muffly.
2: Yeah, it was, like, bassy and, like... Yeah, uh, they,
0: they gave him kind of, like, a like one of the like, demon biker voices or something, it was yeah. weird.
2: Right, yeah, I think it was but just because he, he had become so <laughs> so rage He's a horrible person now, so... Right, well, yeah. and, like, and then he drives off into the triple sunset... I loved it, which was like a panorama or like some sort of like double sided magazine of heavy metal where you see the like, <laughs> like background is like three moons and I like, know.
0: I love how it ended. I love how it ended so much. Like I didn't it was like so the... fucking. Maybe they
1: ridiculous. were on Jupiter. I, oh, is
2: that what it was? I kinda feel
0: like that might have been what it is. Well, yeah. I think so,
2: because like she did say that was her favorite planet.
0: That's his favorite planet. No. Oh, hers. You're right because of the storm that's always raging right. around it or whatever. You're right.
2: Um, there was a lot of tropes of like hell, you know, getting out of hell or getting, yeah. going into hell. I couldn't figure out if he was going in or getting out, or I wasn't I, really he sure. Was
0: in and then he got out.
2: We got to talk about that thing that we were talking about the out of order thing where they kill. Oh, yeah, yeah. All so, of the demons first.
0: Yeah, like what was up? Like to me, I was like, oh, what the fuck? Like I felt save like the, the best de- for save last. Well, I knew I knew Jeremiah Sand was going to be last because right. he should be. He, you know, he basically orchestrated his, you know, him watching his wife get burned alive, which was horrible.
2: Yeah, that was pretty. That scene was
0: fucking horrible. I didn't
2: hear her scream though.
0: Because she's passed out. I'm, she I don't was know if they jerky, killed her. Like before, she was moving around or whatever, but they probably had her mouth, like you know, wrapped up or whatever. I don't know.
2: Well, they had the music. Si- they you had the music, going the music going. Music was time, loud. So. You couldn't
0: hear him screaming either. So I think that was the point. Right. So like, but that scene was just fucking insanely amazing and heartbreaking. Um. <laughs> but yeah, so he goes for the fucking like demon biker creatures first, and I'm like, no, you don't right. fucking do that. Like, are you serious? Like, you're gonna go for the least threatening people first, and then you go after the fucking hell spawn. Like, <laughs> well, no, and then he it c- was like he a sh- weird.
2: The first one he shoots the one with the spikes. Yeah, what's up with that? Was well, there- he
0: was the slowest one. Yeah. Th- but that was why he ended up shooting him.
2: I get that, but like when he goes to hit him with the car, the car flips.
0: No, he hit him with the car and that's what made his car flip.
2: Right, but you don't show anything
0: Yeah, they didn't kind of they didn't finish that. They right. Mean,
2: and then there was like a fourth demon at the end that he shot in the neck and it just pulls the dart out.
0: Well and then he chopped his head off and then he lit a cigarette off the burning head. Yeah. That was fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah, that- By the way. I like I was like, Yes! Like I was trying not to scream like in that moment because <laughs> it was so fucking cool. But I didn't remember there being a fourth demon, and I had to think back, and I was like, no, there was. There was like was a in fourth the one. He just didn't go in the house. He was in like the. He's like the leader or whatever of them.
2: Okay. The fact that he's killing the most dangerous things in the movie, right? The ones that the, the, the sect actually hire
0: yeah, they to kidnap them.
2: Mandy, right? Because they couldn't they do it themselves. It ins- yeah. It's weird. It was a little weird that they did decide to kill the, the the demons first because then it's like well there's no one gonna stop him now so it's pretty inevitable
0: right and that's like that's why i felt like it kind of wrapped the story up before it was over and it it was a little frustrating but at the same time i was like meh Whatever. Whatever. Like, I don't really care. Well, like, it at was that still point- cool, but I felt like there should have been more of a battle between... Like, these are fucking, like, Hellspawn. Like, I know they're technically supposed to be just regular humans. Right. But they're, like, super humans. You know what I mean? And, but he killed them very easily, and I felt like they should have had more of a, like, climactic moments. Like killing them, which would have been dope.
2: You didn't like the fact that the one at the end was the best. You didn't like the fact that they didn't show their faces
0: very much. I wanted to see them in a little bit better light. I kind of wanted to see. I liked it. Like, I did. Like, I love that. I love that they kept it the way that they did. But me, just me. Like looking at it from like a makeup standpoint and a costuming standpoint, I wanted to see more light shed on it. I think there's a little bit.
2: I think it's a little bit more risk when you do that, and I don't think that's why they didn't show their face because I'm sure they could have come up with something really cool and unique. But I think, I think making them faceless made them more of like monsters.
0: Yeah. But yeah. I get I get the choices. Like, I absolutely get the choices that they made, and I stand by them. I think that that was yeah. the right decision. I just, I'm being selfish in the fact that I'm just like, I wanted to see them better because I wanted to see the costuming.
2: Which of the demons did you guys like the most? Like, if you had to pick one.
0: <clears throat> the the last dude. He was a badass.
2: I, I thought so, but I also liked the... The one that was either like the I like skinny the big one. Dick one. <laughs> I like the skinny one because he was like.
0: He was cool. Yeah. He was, he's the one I'd want to cosplay. If I had, to, if I wanted to, if I was going to cosplay any of those, I would want to do him. Cause he had that cool, like, s- like completely see through, like, full mask on. It was on, like
2: white and gray. But it was,
0: it yes. looked like smoke was inside of it. Like, it looked like somebody took a big hit of a vape and blew it inside of his clear plastic mask, is what it looked like to me. And then right. he had like shit dripping from it. And he was cool. What about you? Same one actually.
2: Yeah. yeah. It's not that I I didn't like how they they didn't they felt very beatable.
0: They did. <laughs> but, Except for but, the big one, the one with the big dick and the spiky right. one. Right.
2: <laughs> but this but that one in particular was the creepiest in my opinion because it was like He was the just constantly drooling all that fucking acid. <laughs> and it's like what the fuck?
0: He was the creepiest by far. Yeah. I like the, the one spiky one the
2: too, but he kind of died real quick. He
0: pushed out real fast. Him and the big dick dude pussed out real quick. <laughs> I'm like, the two most threatening ones Like, were killed the simplest.
2: Right, and they were all like in a row, too. Like, yeah, it was
0: like, bam, dead, bam, dead, bam, dead, bam, dead. I'm like, what?
2: It's like, no. But no. I want more.
0: Like, extend that out, please. Right. <laughs> like All the death scenes are really fast.
2: I I really wonder if- like Except if,
0: for Jeremiah Sands.
2: I really would have asked that, uh, but that probably would have been impolite if I was there. So was there a reason why you chose to kill the demons off first? I want to know why. I mean, because that kind of takes away from it a little bit because of the inevitability, you know what I mean? Like, it, it sh- there should be, and just this is the story thing again, the inevitability of him going to kill those people was, you know, you knew the destiny. But, you yeah. know, maybe maybe he wanted you to feel, the writers wanted you to feel like you already knew it was going to happen anyway. And it was more of a bloodlust.
0: Exactly. Like, I, I feel like they... And you know what? And you end up not caring.
2: It's like, I almost feel like it, it should have been like, well, maybe he won't survive, but really, he didn't want that. He just... I kept waiting. He was like, let's just fucking kill everything.
0: <laughs> you know, like, I kept waiting, honestly, and, like, I like I really thought at the end, like, when he was driving away, that the chick that he let live was going to pop up from the back seat and, like, shoot him in the head or something. <laughs> right. And you know what? That would have been fucking dope. <laughs> I, I, mean, like, I mean I really thought that was gonna happen and I was like, He's gonna die, like someone's gonna kill him and it's gonna be that girl he let go. You yeah. watch, she's probably the craziest one, and then sequel. <laughs> or something I don't know but it didn't happen and I was actually glad that it didn't like I I thought it was going to but I was glad that it didn't because I thought it was a nice wrap for that story
2: I think so I I really am I'm really happy that I got to see this Um, I think it met my expectations it didn't succeed them in, in in some ways and it did in others so it's really hard like I think I need to watch it again in like my own personal environment where you know what I mean cuz I felt like I, I was it. a little distracted. Oh, I'm definitely I'm buying it. I'm buying it the
0: second I can buy it. Like I'm I'm fucking buying it. I need to own this movie and own it forever and I'm going to watch it all the time.
2: I was definitely surprised by some of the choices. I never I didn't think they were going to go silly and schlocky like we did, like one of the, Christina's I favorite things was the fucking what was the, the the macaroni goblin? Oh my god,
0: the green, the Dude, green the, cheesy goblin thing. Oh, I love it. Dude, it was
2: puking on on kids it was, it was disgusting it was puking macaroni and cheese on top of kids heads <laughs> like what the fuck
0: and then at the <laughs> end like it's supposed to be appealing it's like this it's a full thing of mac and cheese and then this fucking scary ass goblin head pops starts up appearing behind slowly through this like bowl of mac and cheese and i'm just like ew like the fuck is that <laughs> The shit That's was it. funny. I love that they took it and did some stupid, like, well, frat boy jokes in there. Like, I didn't care. It was funny. It broke I, it up. I don't up. think it was like,
2: necessarily frat boys. I it think was it was just... just like, I think he was trying to show... Well,
0: like, that kind of, like, jokes, though. Well, no, no, I mean, I mean
2: like, let me explain. Um... Panos was saying that he, he was thinking of 1983 of him sitting in front of his television and that's what he thinks of. So seeing a commercial on the TV where the goblin comes up out of the thing and just how weird commercials were back there to, yeah. to, to you as a kid. Like he just wanted to make his own. And, and the name of the fucking macaroni and cheese was Devane, mm-hmm. which is a fucking joke that I watch as some streamer say. And he's like, yo, you ever heard of Devane? the vein on his dick i'm not joking so like i wonder if that that's like a real thing but maybe it's not maybe that's like somebody's last name and i just completely shit all over them (laughs) (laughs) anyway guys if you've seen the movie then you probably made it this far if not Why did you do this? Why? Why would you do this? But either way, for either of you out there, what did you guys think of this movie? Do you think we're spot on? Did you enjoy the things that we liked? Did you have questions about some of the things that we also had questions about? But um, thanks for coming on, Mouse. It was fun. I wish we could go see more movies together. (laughs) When are you guys moving down here? Like, when is that happening?
0: God damn it. (laughs) Because <laughs> I'm still working at my job, and now I'm at a, my college. It's like right down the street.
2: Right, so, yeah, that's gonna be not a little for a while. while. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> anyway, it was nice to have you on, Mouse, and yes. uh, we'll definitely have you on again. So I'm sure in the future. Yes. So, yes. but. um Other than that, guys, thanks for stopping by this week. Let us know what you think of the movie in the comments below. Don't spoil anything for people, please. And uh, we'll be back next week. We'll be watching Bloodfest and another horror comedy called Slice. And as always,
0: stay weird, monsters.